Zish Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with your host, Milwaukee Magazine's food critic and writer, Anne Christensen, and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. On this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about a new Korean restaurant that kind of just popped up out of nowhere. I actually went to the spot earlier this week. We also got details about uh, Anne's uh, coverage of a great benefit for Ukraine called Bake for Ukraine MKE. Also details about some upcoming classes at Glory Osos. But we're going to talk about something really cool that's back this year. Uh, I know Anne's a big fan of there. It's the the series of dinner series called Tables Across Borders, uh, which is kind of um, put together by several Milwaukee restaurants like Amalinda, Trickle Bee, and Lazy Susan. I know Anne's a big f- fan of that. And Anne, mm-hmm. tell me what this is really about, Tables Across Borders, before you get into all the details for this year's series. Well, the tagline of this is building bridges to a better life. So you know, there are lots of cuisines in the city that aren't really represented in restaurants. And um, when you think about it, there's Burmese, um, Rohingya, Congolese, Afghan. Um, and it's these cuisines are not being represented and not mm-hmm. being kind of uh, shared with the public. So this is a way to do that. It's a kind of a tour collaboration that highlights these refugee cuisines. And it kicks off on April 4th, uh, featuring f- uh, food from the Conran refugees. Uh, and yeah. it will be the dinner will be hosted at Trickle Bee Cafe. Followed the following week will be Ethiopian, also at Trickle Bee. And then the 25th is Afghan cuisine at Amalinda. And then May 9th, Congolese. There's also Syrian, Burmese, Somali, and Rohingya. And to be announced on August 8th. So it goes throughout the, the, the summer, spring and summer. Uh, at these three locations, and let you know it'll be cooked by the, the people representing the their their culture, yes. the refugee chefs. Hundred percent of the ticket sales will go directly to the chefs. I can't tell you how important something like this is. Mm-hmm. This type of initiative. I think it's it's so great to see this come back too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I we wrote about it. Um, couple years ago now it's pre-pandemic but um honestly i just think it's such an, a worthwhile um initiative and i think people need to experience these cuisines yeah did you did you ever go to any of the dinner series i did not but i really want to did you no i didn't get a chance hopefully this year i'll uh I really want to check out a couple of those um, if yeah. they're not sold out. I feel like they were sold out. That's probably why I didn't go. <laughs> um, but yes, so Tables Cross Borders. We post links and everything on our website at RadioMilwaukee.org slash bites if you all are interested in partaking in this really, really great event. Coming up on this bites, we continue our conversations with a new Korean restaurant that recently just popped up on the east side. That's coming up on this bites. If you're looking to have some fun in Milwaukee, we've got you covered. You can count on us to spotlight local music, events, and stories every hour, every day. 
All of these programs are free to enjoy because of support from listeners like you. When you join Radio Milwaukee today, you're supporting our local focus. And you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to Buttermint Finer Dining and Cocktails. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to make your gift today. We're back on This Bites, the wonderful Milwaukee Magazine food writer and critic Ann Christensen and myself. Uh, remember Soul, Ann? The restaurant Soul? I sure do, yeah. And then the pandemic kind of kind of took them uh, out like many other restaurants, unfortunately. And we were, we were only had Chard and Stone Bowl for Korean options. So there's a just a new Korean restaurant just popped up out of nowhere called Maru Korean Bistro. Before mm-hmm. that, it was, I guess, the short-lived Maru Sushi. And before that was Kampai 2. And then most well-known yeah. for Milwaukeeans, Izumi, uh, the long-running restaurant in Izumi's, which used to be apparently in the old spot where Seoul used to be, right? Yep, that's right. right. So uh, I'm kind of curious. I'm assuming that Maru Sushi and Maru Korean Bistro are re- related. I'm, I'm guessing. Getting, I'm going to assume that. I'm guessing. Yeah. So they just popped up. Uh, they have lunch hours, Monday through Fridays, and then they're open Saturdays for dinner. And the menu features, you know, traditional Korean uh, dishes. Like you can get uh, Korean dumplings. Uh, they have several types of dumplings, actually. Uh, one of the things I love is the rice cake dish. Uh, it's basically the, the, the texture. Have you had the, the rice cakes? The Korean uh, style Korean rice cake? Rice? I yeah. have, yeah. Like There's, the chewy texture, really yeah, cool chewy texture. So good. So this is like uh, uh, rice cakes with fish cakes, cabbage, carrots, galleons, sweet and spicy sauce. It's just, it's really a great snack, actually. So great. you did have them at Maru? I didn't have them at Maru. Oh, okay. I didn't have that. I had the beef. I had the beef soup. One of the they have a lot of soups, which is cool. They I had the um, a Korean traditional beef bone broth with a thin flour noodles, slice of beef, shanks, scallions, and black pepper. Only thing I I would recommend. I like the glass noodles better, the sweet potato noodles, because I like my noodles with chew. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I would have told them put glass noodles in there instead. But the broth was uh, fabulous. I love. I just love the delicate flavors of the beef soups and Korean, Korean dishes. What is it about that broth that distinguishes it? It's simple. Uh huh. But but it's just it's just it feels. You know, it's not like you know some broths are like full of like aromatics and all that stuff. Yeah, it's very simple. Okay. And you just feel, and it tastes really, really flavorful. In like you can dock it out with a little like uh, gochuru, the red chili peppers, and I put a little sesame oil, and that's it. It's just it just feels to me like a hug. You know, I just I love simple soups. I mean, I love don't get me wrong, I love complicated, fun, aromatic, you know, crazy, but something about you know Koreans. You know, there's a soup I really love called galbi tang, which is short rib soup with glass noodles, uh, and it's to make it, it's it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of ingredients in the broth. And it's just, and it's a beautiful, delicate, you know, just, it's a hug in a bowl, you know. Um, I like that. But they have a lot of soups, which I love different kind of Korean soups. They even have bude jjigae, which is a kind of a famous soup that, I guess, stew, I guess you want to call it soup stew, which is kimchi, tofu, spam, so It's like the kitchen sinks in this soup, mm-hmm. you know, a little spicy. Um they have some traditional Korean style barbecues like bulgogi. They have bulgogi octopus, which is I haven't seen that here in Milwaukee. Um, they have spicy squid pork belly, so a squid and pork belly stirred fried together. Uh, they have pa chicken, which is kind of a fried chicken thigh, spicy teriyaki sauce. They have a lot of uh, chicken dishes as well, some pork dishes. Galbi have grilled eel, 
which I would love to try. Um, so yeah, and I got some makagoli, which is kind of this, um, I guess you like the best way to give people a, a contact is kind of like sake for in Korean. Most people mm-hmm. think soju is close, but soju is kind of distilled. But makagoli is usually a homebrew. You can make it at home. There's easy recipes to make makagoli at home. Um, but they had, I had a, I bought a bottle and I took it home with me. Uh, and basically, if you're not familiar with it, so it's a Korean kind of fermented uh, rice beverage, um, unfiltered, has about 6% alcohol, it's made from rice, water, and a fermentation starter called nuruk. And sake is the, the, the kind of the starter is koji. Okay, um, yeah. And it's like a homebrew, but people, there's companies that make in Korea, and I had a bottle of it. It's, it's kind of had, it's kind of on the sweet side, fruity side, naturally fruity side. It's really nice, pleasant. Um, so I had some of that too in my meal. So if you're interested in a new option for Korean food, check out uh, Maru Korean Bistro. It sounds amazing. Yeah. And the recent weather we've been having, it's obviously, it's not really spring yet. Um, soup sounds fantastic to me. Yeah. Milwaukee doesn't have spring. You know that. No, um, I don't. Next, uh, right down your alley, baking. Mm-hmm. You wrote a little story about a yeah. real cool benefit for Ukraine that involves baked goods. What's the details on that? So uh, a pastry chef out of uh, the Milwaukee area named Sarah Moranzik, uh, she started this initiative that's called um, Bake for Ukraine MKE, uh, and it's to help support Ukraine's fight for sovereignty. And um, so right now um, you can place orders for uh, cookies and other treats that she and at least close to a dozen other pastry chefs from the area are making. Um, and th- this is going on right now. You can find the story on our website. Um, so you, so basically you order a, a, one treat, you can get one or up to 12 of a single kind of treat. You can also do a grab bag of 13 treats for a certain amount of money too. Um, quantities are limited and then they have pickup dates um, on April 7th at Lakefront Brewery and April 9th at Art Bar in River West. All the proceeds from this benefit go to World Central Kitchen, which uh, is Jose Andres' organization, which is doing incredible work on the ground, um, and Save the Children. So uh, this is just a, a really simple way if people want to help out, they want to support in whatever way they can uh, to buy baked goods. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. And we'll post links to that uh, also at our website at readermilwaukee.org slash thisbites. And finally, uh, and you shared with me, Gloriosos are having a series of classes. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at some of the classes that are um, that are coming up. March 31st, they're doing a, a making fresh pizza and wine sampling kind of class. Mm-hmm. And they have an, uh, uh, also on April 1st, they have chicken piccata. Is that right how you say that? Chicken piccata? Chicken piccata, yeah. Uh, then they have cooking the classics on April 2nd, porcini, mushroom risotto. Then they have a lasagna masterclass April 3rd. I think Garfield will be there. Get it, Garfield? You know, uh-huh. Garfield the cat likes. Yeah. Oh, what? I, I didn't really know that about Garfield. What kind of American are you? 
I know. I'm, I'm just not a good American. And then uh, April 8th, uh, there's an evening in Sicily with Sicily, Sicilian shrimp pasta and wine tasting. April 9th, there's a wine brunch. Uh, Italian brunch. <laughs> You know where my head's at. Uh, I guess. The uh, Italian brunch on April 9th. So we'll post a link to some of those classes as well if you're interested in do some interactive uh, eating and cooking at the legendary Glory Osos. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced by Kenny Perez. With support from Society Insurance and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Have a great weekend, Anne. You too.